Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. You are listening to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA. Yanks every series, Knicks every game, MMA on occasion. Let's get to it. Anthony for three. Welcome to the show, episode 618, 618 of the podcast. Listen, if you are here for positivity and an actual breakdown and conversation about Nick's heat from Saturday, from Saturday afternoon, then like there's going to be maybe three minutes of that tops, um, maybe more. Like uh, this is also audio only. Um, for those who are on YouTube and Spotify, um, it's audio only because I just, I don't have the energy to talk Knicks, no motivation to talk Knicks at the moment for obvious reasons. Um, and it will be a shorter episode because of those reasons or that one reason. And maybe sometime soon when we get actual fucking reports from these reporters, um, that we'll do a real deep dive into this thing and talk specifics and provide real insight onto what's next, what will happen, etc. Uh, okay. But for now, I'm just giving you my raw, authentic, top of my head opinion with very little notes for the most part. And I'm going to save the real detailed stuff, the deep analysis for later. That will be in another episode. Okay, so again, we'll, we'll talk Nick's heat for just a few minutes before we dive into, for just a little bit, the elephant in the room. Uh, the Knicks beat the Heat 125-109 on Saturday afternoon. It was, it was a you know great win. Um, early in the first quarter, though, they didn't get off to a great start. A little slow. Um, the Knicks were missing assignments early on. They were over-helping off the corners. They were leaving the middle wide open, you know, closing out way too aggressively, so that burnt them in penetration. Didn't love their closeouts. Uh, A lot of back cuts for Miami, letting guys get loose. And the offense was struggling to adjust to Miami's defense. Miami was swarming. They were rotating very quickly. They were switching their smaller defenders onto Randall, but they were very quick with the help, so I think that kind of caused the Knicks to become stagnant with their decision-making in finding open shooters. Um, Just quick with help, and they were quick into their recovery, too. 
So they, they were really doing a nice job locking the Knicks down early on. Second quarter, it got better. Brunson and Randall found their rhythm. Uh, the big ragu, Dante DiVincenzo, gets hot. And Josh Hart, who had a massive, massive first half, just brings significant energy and changes for a second consecutive game the tempo of this game and where this was headed. Um, at the half, it was 61-51 Knicks. Third quarter was a lot of back and forth between the two sides. Miami, uh, the Knicks actually went up by 13 points. Then Miami came back, and I believe they took a lead by one point. Um, you had some ugly minutes with the bench late in the third where you had Deuce and Precious running pick and roll on like back-to-back possessions. Um, it went exactly how you'd expect. They Deuce McBride, Precious, that you a pick and roll to go. Um Miami gets hot at the end. Butler gets very hot at the end. They take a lead, but Julius with the buzzer three kind of keeps the Knicks momentum heading into the fourth with the Knicks up three points. Fourth quarter comes, and the Knicks pull away with the victory. Right, you had a big moment early in the fourth that kind of jump-started them where OG Anilobi, just in like a 60-second sequence, Shows you exactly why they traded for him, showing you his three and D wing value by he picks the passing lanes, gets to the basket in transition to draw two free throws. And then on the next time down, he knocks down a catch and shoot corner three. And that's everything he is. That was just OG Anilobi to a T, what he brings to a T right there. And the Knicks win 125 to 109. Uh, behind some great defense, the defense was elite once again. Uh, of course it was. You know, um, excellent lineups from Tibbs in the second half. He was able to go with those three wing lineups. I thought that was so important to be able to get massive stops down the stretch with those Hart, Grimes, OG lineups out there. It's a, such a valuable weapon that Tibbs now has in his bag to be able to go with these three wing lineups. Um, I thought Precious Achua did a very nice job in... Let me say that again. I thought Precious Achua did a very nice job in drop. Um, did a nice job holding Bam out of bio. Very good job, though, defending pick and roll. Like Tibbs, Tom Thibodeau, the one thing since he's come here that he's promised and absolutely held held uh, his word on, he he is getting 40... He's get, you, the, you are getting 48 minutes of solid fucking rim protection. And that's been his entire mantra since coming here. He came here and he's gotten every big the Knicks have had to either play an adequate drop coverage or master it. Mitchell Robinson was walking around like a chicken without its head when he first came here. He has now become, he's got a master, he's got a master degree in drop coverage. Isaiah Hartenstein has developed into an above average drop coverage defender. Precious Achua is really showing some improvements there. And if you want to watch, last night's game was a perfect example of Precious really just showing an ability to improve and drop. And you got to credit Tom Thibodeau there. Uh, and you got to love that the Nick Biggs cannot all just play drop, but they're all pretty switchable too. If they got to come up at the level, they're switchable, especially when we're talking about Precious and Jericho. And you know, obviously Mitch is down a while, him too. All three of those guys are very switchable. Um, so I thought the defense was good on the perimeter, on the inside, 
very good. Um, I'm not going to dive into game balls because I just don't feel like talking about too many more positives. I kind of want to get to the point in a second. Um, but, you know, off the bench, I'm giving Josh Hart the game ball. Uh, I thought he was huge, providing the energy he did. 14 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists for Hart. Knocked down 5 out of 7. 2 of 3 from 3 in both of his free throws. He was a plus 30 to lead the game for a reason. Um, I, I thought he was great. You know, for a second consecutive game, really changing the momentum of it when he comes in in the uh, first half, really. And um, with that, Josh Hart now on the season has seven game balls. One as a starter and six off the bench. Um, he'll probably get some more because he will be starting, most likely. Jalen Brunson gets the game ball from the starters. Uh, obviously, he gets the game ball out of the starters. He was so great. 32 points, five boards, eight assists, 12 out of 22 shooting, four of eight from three, four of five from the free throw line, and was a plus 24 to lead the starting unit. There's not much else to say about Jalen Brunson. I think the guys, he's obviously made the all-star team. He probably should be starting the, he definitely should be starting the all-star team over Dame. Um, he's a top 15 player in the game, in my opinion. He's a superstar player who, you know, not many people in the media respect, but you got to shout out Hubie Brown last night. An absolute legend. I always love listening to Hubie Brown call a Knicks game. Love when he's in the booth. Um, he's one of the few guys in the media who actually appreciates the Knicks and appreciates what Brunson does do, and he's not knocking him for what he cannot do. Unlike, you know, other guys recently and, 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 and girls. Um, so shout out to Hubie Brown, man. <laughs> Ooing and eyeing last night at, at all the, you know, shifty footwork from Brunson and just getting buckets like he always does. And, and Hubie Brown was respecting every bit of it. Um, and yeah, I like this. This could have been such a big win, right? To, to blow out. The two finals teams from last season in back-to-back games like this, amazing. I-, I would be ecstatic most nights. This would be an episode that I filmed with my video, you know, and we would be on camera and I would be going nuts and, and be so happy. I'd be ecstatic, overreacting. I'd be using the F word, not the cuss word, but the basketball term. Um, I would. I really would. I, I, as a dark horse contender for it, I would use that word. Um, I, I, that's exactly what I would be doing right now. But, of course, the, um, you know, we get to the final four and a half minutes and it happened. And, and it put a damper on everything. Um, and first of all, any... You know, 18-year-olds still blaming Tom Thibodeau for this. Obviously, I laugh at you. Um, but, like, I mean, this this isn't 1990. Okay, we, we are in 2024. Um, so when you're four and a half minutes left in a 17-point game, and that game is Nick's Heat on national TV, you, you get real. Like, that game's not over. Um, that's not, 
you know, it's the Knicks are heavily favored at that point, but it's not over. That's not a spot where you consider garbage time, given the context. Spolstra had his starters in, by the way. Let's get a little bit real. Like, I think you're reaching a little too far for this one. I mean, the, the way that, like, this guy is fucking Hitler to some of you people. He is. He can do no right, and he does every wrong. Somehow, some way, every single thing, every single night, every single time is on him. It really amazes me how good you guys are sometimes at trying to twist things to be able to fit your agenda. Some of you make me even seem like, huh, maybe they're right. Like, you do such a good job of it. But it's insane. This one, no. Good try, but... This, this is this is a basketball player getting hurt in a basketball game. If anything, you can be mad at the Miami Heat. That should be your Hitler. You know, they, they, taking that charge. Um, the Heat are a dirty team. Every time the Knicks play the Heat, somebody on the Knicks is going down. That's how Randall sprained his ankle last year. That's how quickly got his injury. Brunson was stepped on. Bam Adebayo setting illegal screens every time down. There's an entire highlight reel of Adebayo injuring the Knicks on Twitter, by the way. So go check that out. Like, I said to my buddy pregame, the Knicks need to injure somebody. A slight injury, but I wanted a nice, a nice dirty, flagrant too. I would love to hurt somebody on that Heat team. And it's not karma that I say that pregame and this happens because it's only a counter to what they've been doing to the Knicks. I would love nothing more for the Knicks to return the favor on April 2nd at 7.30 with a nice, dirty play, a nice, dirty flagrant two. I am praying for that to happen. Nothing serious, not a dislocated shoulder or worse, but, you know, something that shakes somebody up and gets them limping for a few minutes. Maybe they come back into the game. That'd be great. I pray for it. Um, But Randall dislocates his shoulder, and we are now still waiting on the MRI results, the X-ray says it's dislocated, but obviously the MRI results will tell you everything, you know, regarding the ligaments and if he has anything serious. And I was hoping we would have gotten an answer this morning. As I record, it's Sunday night. The game was Saturday afternoon. Uh, You were hoping that there would have been an update by now, which tells me the Knicks are either weighing their options on whether or not whether. It tells me the Knicks are either... Weighing options on whether they should get the surgery now or in the summertime. Or I have a bad feeling the Knicks are leaning towards getting it now and ending his season, which is why it's taking so long. Right? Because they're, you know, at that point where they're considering getting second opinions. They want to be certain. They just want to make sure before they announce it. Like, I have a very bad feeling he's done for the year. Um. I think the best case scenario here, the absolute best case scenario, which maybe gets into a little bit of delusion, says that Randall misses just a month. And that's maybe 12 games, right? But maybe even less than 12 games if you want to be optimistic because you got All-Star break coming up at the at the tail end of that. So maybe he returns right after that. Um, if that's the case and it's just one month, I think the Knicks can survive. Uh, you could probably say goodbye to the three, four seeds. I think they're going to lose some games. And you can maybe look at more like a five, six seed. I, I think the uh, the chances of the Knicks having this 55-win season, which could have very much been possible had he been healthy, 
I think that's gone. I think you can automatically, whether it's a month or the season, take away those extra five wins. I think this team is headed more towards the fifth seed, if anything. Um, and you could definitely say goodbye to like the twelve and two since OG because that's th- they're going to lose some games now. That's just a given. You have to accept that. Um, but I still think without him for a month, they can figure out a way to, you know, tread water, stay around 500, and when he comes back, get going before the playoffs in, in, you know, in the final month or whatever. Um, I think the worst-case scenario is, like I just said, that Julius Randle is done for the season. Um and if that's the case, bring on the baseball season. I am so ready for Yankees baseball. May not be optimistic, but I'm ready for it. Um, and I got to say, if he is done for the year, I, I, I might be missing some Knicks games. And I might be, like, if, you, if you listen to the show, not that anybody does, but I'm definitely going to be skipping some episodes. And I'm really not going to focus all that much on the Knicks, to be honest with you. If he's done for the season, I'm going to lose all of my motivation to cover this team. It's going to be very Yankees heavy here on the podcast and MMA heavy, maybe even too. Uh, I think we're done with the Knicks uh, pretty much. If he misses the season, I don't think I'm going to be doing a lot of Knicks. Um, That's just the reality of it. Regardless, the Knicks do have to plan to go forward without him. As Leon Rose is, you know, he's the head executive. That's his responsibility. Um, I know that the Knicks, like Brunson's life, is going to be a lot more difficult now without Randall's gravity out there, right? I mean, Brunson's going to have to step up and drop 40. Like, I mean, defenses are going to help onto him more from the weak side. Even, even like the strong side. Like, if his replacement, Randall's replacement, is one pass from the action, that defender is going to help onto Jalen Brunson. I think other guys have to step up. You can't just rely on Jalen. Like, incorporating OG Anilobi into the half-court offense, that's now a must. The guy asked for a bigger role in Toronto. Well, I think he's going to have to step up offensively. Um, now, Tibbs is doing a much better job lately getting him involved in the offense. He's featuring him more. O- o- you know, OG Anilobi is doing a nice job on his on-ball reps lately, flashing the mid-range going off the dribble, he's attacking closeouts, he's gotten a lot more on-ball reps, and he's been featured in some actions lately, right? I think that's going to be an emphasis. It's going to have to be an emphasis going forward for him. You know, get him in ISO, pick and roll, Chicago actions, Miami actions, that DHO. You know, like you're seeing lately with he and Precious, they're running Chicago action. They're, they're pinned downing into DHO to get OG going downhill like they would with RJ coming off screens. I think OG Anilobi is going to have to see that stuff. He's going to have to get into those sets more. His role should increase now. He should take more shot attempts. He should get more usage, more ball time. That's going to be important. He's going to be the guy now outside of Brunson with the starting unit. Um, He's going to have to step up. You know, I I don't know. I think he's going to be playing a lot of four. Like, most likely, I think what Tom Thibodeau is going to do is he seems to default to Josh Hart. Whenever somebody goes down, I think you're going to see Hart at wing, and OG is going to slide up to defend force. That's going to be your starting lineup. 
Um, I don't love Josh Hart playing a ton of minutes as it is. Now he's definitely going to be playing 30-plus. Um, it is better for him offensively at the four than when he's playing, or at the three, than when he's playing two. But you are losing size. You know, uh, the rebounding and the defense is going to be difficult. Uh, you know, because Josh Hart's not just going to be playing. He's going to be playing some four. Like, Tibbs is going to have to stagger those two as much as possible so they have a backup four out there. Um, which you could also go, I wouldn't be shocked to see Precious and iHeart at starting four and five or Jericho and iHeart. Like, that. I hate this. Trust me, I hate it too. You know, <laughs> but, you know, you're maintaining size and defense and rebounding. Um, and that's... That's the Tom Thibodeau way. He has done that before. He's probably done that more than he's... He's definitely done that more than he's done small ball. We've all seen... We, we, we've seen the Jericho iHeart lineups, the dual post lineups. It's not pretty offensively. You're losing offense. The spacing's horrendous. But I wouldn't be shocked if we see that more. And Leon's got to get on the phone. You know, what trades do we see? What move or moves do they make now? How many How many do they make? I think Malcolm Brogdon or DeJounte Murray, those type of players, they should be musts now, as if it wasn't already before. Go get legitimate scoring punch. Get a 20 points per game guy. Ball handlers who are actually decent, can shoot, run pick and roll, and can quarterback an offense. The, the, the Bruce Brown garbage was garbage before. Now it literally pissed me off to the highest degree. No to Brown, no to DeRozan. I think that's absolute yuck. So if it's just one month, I think the Knicks should stay the course and make the moves that they were probably going to make to begin with, which is getting that combo guard for the bench and then getting a backup big man who can defend fours and fives. If it's the entire season, I don't know that I want the Knicks going crazy and wasting assets when you can use that for a superstar down the line. I still think either way, getting a Malcolm Brogdon would be important, but more because it's just salary that you can use in the offseason or next season from October to February to flip in case that star shakes loose. Um, but as for finding Randall's replacement in this scenario, I don't know if I want them wasting even more assets for a bigger name on top of an all-star caliber, fringe all-star caliber combo guard. Like Jeremy Grant, Kuzma. I don't know that I want to pay that price as well. Like two big moves, that's gutting your capital. Do you really want that? So it's something to consider. I don't know what we're going to do. Again, my thoughts are kind of just scattered right now. I'm kind of just talking bullshit. I'm speaking with anger right now, as you could probably tell. So I'm not exactly 100% rational. So maybe we do an episode soon when I calm down later, whenever I do calm down, um, and, and we make more reasonable comments. But as of now, I'm not feeling good. This doesn't seem happy. Um, it completely erased the win yesterday. I was so excited until we got to that four and a half, <clears throat> excuse me, until we got to that four and a half minute mark. And, um, you know, it happened. So we'll see. But I think that's all we have. We're not going to do any trivia tonight. No bullshit trivia. This is it. This episode lasted 23 minutes. We'll cut it off here. And I'll see you guys, I, I guess, 
after the Charlotte game tomorrow. I, you know, I really can't promise you the future of the 2024 season and how often I'll be on here now. I don't know if I'm going to have the motivation. It depends on this news. So we'll see. This episode was brought to you by Anchor. Hey there. If you stayed the entire way through, we thank you immensely for it. We hope you enjoyed this podcast and that you come back for the next episode real soon. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, download these episodes, and share them with your friends as well. BD4 is a five-star podcast simply because of you. And we'd like to keep it that way. Have a wonderful day. Go Yankees and go Knicks.